Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Got a Minute Fam podcast. I am your host, the Commish R.C. Carlton, and I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, actively lazy. Am I supposed to say something? Am I allowed to talk? You know, your boy, your boy Anakin slash Darth Vader went all in. Have you been watching the Obi Wan show? I have not watched it yet. No, it's not that I'm slow to catch up. Unlike you people, I don't have the patience to wait a week after week. Every show I've watched, when I have to wait that week, it pisses me off. So I'd rather just let it finish and just binge watch it. So the way you grew up for the first 30 years of your life, you're too good for that now? Uh, Pretty much, yes. Like, what? Who wants to wait a week? You build this. I had to wait. Talk about it in between. I like it. I, mean, I, I like wanna, both models. I don't want to talk in between. I'm I'm an introvert. I don't even really want to talk to people. So yeah, this keeps me from having to conversate with people. I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> well, it's only six episodes, so you only have three more weeks after. You have three more weeks, and today's already Monday, almost Tuesday. So it won't be long now. Uh, we got some uh, breaking news headlines. It is breaking news. Well, I guess it is spraining news. Uh, Deshaun Watson is now facing his 24th civil lawsuit. And he's got more than 24 accusers because there's like two women that didn't even sue him. Uh, this woman says that I'm not even going to details. Uh, if you want to go deep, you want to go deep in it. If y'all want to read the article. But and we still. The thing I don't get is we're still making excuses for a man that has 24, 25, 26 accusations, 24 civil accusations. And I know these people are probably too lazy to do it. They probably just read the headlines. The same to a similar MO in everything. He contacts the women on Instagram. He makes requests. He exposes himself. Then he does various things depending on his mood or the reaction from the woman. It's the same story over and over again. All these different women. And I remember when it took me a long time. I'm ashamed that it took me to 12, 13, 14 women to believe the Bill Cosby thing. But when I started seeing the same pattern, these women that never met each other and patterns of women that was smart enough to flee him before or not even go up to the room, but he tried to take him up for acting lessons. I was like, wow. Oh, okay. America's dad let us down. There's 100% pathology here. And that's not me trying to be a smart ass. Like there's, there's no defense for this, even if, and, and I'll be honest, I, I'm trying to do the innocent before proven guilty thing, but it's the nature of each interaction, the consistency amongst the story of of the alleged victims that makes me think that it's more probable than not that this this dude nasty as hell, man. Like, and then if I can go left, like I am sick and tired of people defending this shit, man. Like, this ain't Bill Cosby, this ain't Michael Jackson, this ain't. This ain't Dr. with Sebi. This ain't anybody that we've ever had these conspiracy where, oh, they was about to do this, this, and this. Yeah, some kind of icon. Yeah, he's not, to, a, he's not, to, not an icon, to, even in Houston. Bring a brother down. 
it was it was the Houston Texans wanted to bring down his trade value. Now he's on the fucking Cleveland Browns, and they still bringing up stupid shit like, well, you know, the attorney is the Texans' uh, neighbor. Uh, neighbor, like, what does that have to do with anything, bro? And let me just say that I am by no means a white knight person. Um, I truly believe in treating them how they want to be treated. And if you need more details about what I mean by that, just DM me. But however, <laughs> however, a chick doing a massage, a woman looking at you, winking across the room, like putting her hand on your leg, even kissing you on the cheek is not a fucking invitation for you to just whip your dick out. It's just not how it works. <laughs> no, That's not yeah, how yeah. it works, bro. It's not how, it's, how it works. I get a professional massage every week. Not once have I pulled my dick out, okay? This lady, I had a, a, a hip flexor injury, and I was getting acupuncture on the hip flexor injury. It is uncomfortable. You're butt-ass naked, and she's massaging in that area. Not once did it ever occur to me to do some shit like Deshaun Watson. We were professional. That's how it is. I don't care if I met her on Instagram. There are establishments that you can go to. to That's get the, the thing, too. Want. I don't understand why he won't just go to an yeah. Asian massage place and pay a little yeah. bit of money and get a happy ending or whatever he wants. He probably yeah. can get more. If he all believe the money he want to pay. Believe it or not, in 2021 and 2022, people do network their businesses through fucking social media. It's not an open invitation. Yep. This ain't only fans that you're meeting these people on. This is some of these people, this is their like profession, and they're thinking they're getting an opportunity, uh, essentially of a lifetime with a high profile co- client, and he's out here just being a fucking dickhead. And and it's just disgusting, man. And again, I'm not a white knight, but bro, like you got some weird shit going on and and it's i don't know what the cleveland browns are going to do i tried to look into the contract to figure out what's going on in my mind there's a a high high that's a high chance this negro gone bro and and the thing the thing too that's so disturbing and it's rape culture and it really shows you why rape and sexual harassment are so prevalent these excuses and i'm not calling anybody's names out or anything like that you can just go to the uh, IB Network big page. The, these mentalities that there are certain situations that a woman can put herself in, that means you get to do what you want or that you don't believe. They were like, for this last one, they were like, oh, she should move. Like, you've never been a woman a day in your life. And they all speak when they are, not all, but many of them speak when they are being violated or harassed they freeze. And as being never having to be, you know, the only time I'm the weakest person in a room is if somebody's like a bodybuilder or something like that. And you too, you know, I mean, unless somebody's like hitting the gym every day, I'm generally like as strong or strong than everybody that's in the room I'm in. So, or you think you are when you're a woman and you know, and you, you know, most times that's not the case. It would be a whole different animal if we had we don't understand. You have to listen to what women are saying. And it has nothing to do with white knight. It's being a decent fucking person. You know, I'm, I, nobody's saying that you got to be a simp. But I think we ought to be able to draw the line of a man being accused of 24, probably 26 uh, sexual assaults 
or something of that nature. I, it, it doesn't take a brain surgeon, man. Doesn't like I said, there's clear pathology here, man, one way or another. Um, and you know, from what I understand, with with people who have pathology in criminal acts, when they're not held accountable, they reoffend very quickly. Um, so if if something's not done in regards of him paying some money, going through counseling, anything, it's more than likely he's going to do, do this shit or something similar uh, in the future. Hopefully he does it in an establishment where that's acceptable behavior because there are places like that and he's fucking rich and he could easily go to those places. We ought to be able to just pay yeah. anybody to come out and just do that without that much money? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. So uh, last thought on that. Imagine, and I see a lot of Black people caping for him. Imagine there was a police officer that 24 complaints were about for discrimination, abusing Black people or abusing Black women. Imagine there was a boss or a restaurant or a corporation that had 24 discrimination cases against him. What would you say? But for some reason, because it's man, woman, you just let that go. And it, it's sick. And it, it's, it's an indictment of our culture. I mean, the American culture and sometimes with the African-American culture. And, and But it's not just African-Americans, but we tend to, to defend these guys just because they're Black, whereas the rest of sports fans just defend them because they're famous athletes. But I, I don't know. It never gets better. It's always the same MO and the same playbook. But uh, I guess the happier news, LeBron James is officially a billionaire. I thought it'd be a couple of years after he's retired, uh, but evidently Forbes and TMZ are saying that he is officially a billionaire. Are you surprised? No, I mean, he's always going to be second to Jordan in everything that he does. So um, he came after Jordan to be a billionaire. No, I'm joking. Let me stop. I was trying to make it something. Somebody will bring up some stupid shit like that. I'm not surprised though. I think it's great. Um, he's a great businessman. He's made smart investments with his money. He's still got smart investments, uh, and it's subtle things that people don't even know, like his investment in Liverpool, uh, as a, as a soccer club or football club over in EPL. He's got a, a, a worldwide brand. Um, which I think is, puts him in a position to do what he ultimately wants to do. And I think that's one day to own a sports franchise. Yeah, he's always been impressive. He's made the right moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always had a business mind, or at least the people around him have. And he's always had that. I was talking to somebody and they were surprised. I said, no, he's just, he's, he's got the ownership mindset the entrepreneurial mindset he's always looking to own it and even when he comes to a team he believes it's a partnership but in all the things he does he's looking at a ownership mindset the same way like a jay-z or diddy would as opposed to like the struggling musicians who didn't own their own music who didn't produce he's kind of on that level as an athlete and so it's it's hella impressive. You know, it's, I'm glad I can say something neutral about LeBron and it's not about his tweets or about the Lakers losing. Because I don't dislike LeBron, but L.A. Bron is a lot. He is a whole lot. Um, it brought out all of his worst instincts. So uh, he could be difficult, but overall, I like LeBron. He's a good guy. Uh, can, you, can you explain to me why Jason Tatum 
is uh, talking to Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg, a ghost to try to talk to Kobe. He's so shook up by the finals. Or what's going on with Jason Tatum, man? I mean, he's gotten admiration for a guy that was his mentor. He's trying to channel some positive energy. Um, I mean, I get it. He's still relatively young. Um, and, and this was his icon, somebody he looked up to. Um, I mean, some people think it's a little OD, but I mean, this is it, this is what you get when you get somebody that's a, a true fan, and, and and like this is his mentor to a degree. He changed his professional career trajectory a little, um, gave him some sound advice, and and tried to guide him. And I, I think this is his way of of paying it forward in his mind. Um, and you ever see Kobe do that mess? Kobe copied the moves. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a different generation, bro. It's a different generation. So so let's track so far, but it's done. He sent dead Kobe's dead Kobe his phone. Somebody should have answered it back. They probably changed the number. Maybe they haven't changed the number Mm -hmm. right now. Maybe they keep it though. (laughs) Texted Kobe. And obviously Kobe can't respond. But he texted Kobe. Kobe died two years ago, which time flies. But well, almost at three years, like in Jan, I think it happened in January. So it's not far from it. Uh, but Tatum texted Kobe, um, or his phone. He wore Kobe's practice, no, his tryout training jersey when Kobe did the workout for the Boston Celtics. He did that. He just changed his uh Twitter avatar to the Kobe laying on the basketball, and Tatum's laying on the basketball too. Um, he's done that, bro. You at, this, at some point. The Bryant family is going to have to file a restraining order on behalf of Kobe's ghost. Because to me, it's getting a little creepy. You seen the movie Six Man? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on, man. Y'all, y'all hating. He needs Kobe ain't knocking your shots in, bro. He that's not how Kobe rolls. You got to do it on your own. Get. He needs all the help he can get to beat this fucking Warriors team. And I would rather pray to the ghost of Kobe than to, to have Mark Jackson pray and anoint my ankles okay so look we've seen some weird shit this ain't the weirdest of said shit let the man mourn and 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 memorize as 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 he sees fit if he starts calling vanessa or texting vanessa then we can talk about that restraining order look this man gonna start shooting some fadeaway threes 30 foot three-pointers i mean i don't know if we want all the kobe juice sometimes but and Tatum might not be good enough to pull that off every night. So, but yeah, more power to you, Jason Tatum. You know, I don't know. I guess I don't really think I wanted to hear more how people hype up Steph Curry. So I'm kind of rooting for the Celtics because I really don't want to hear the Steph Curry hype. But, you know, how could you even say he's in LeBron's category? So that's what people are going to start saying. And that's a little, that's a little insulting. So we're not going with that. Uh, I want to wish a very happy birthday uh, two days ago to your favorite saltine and well probably the least favorite saltine in the group but i like him but evidently that's the yeah. kiss of death but uh ryan lazernick it was his oh birthday. i thought you were talking about sam well that's even yeah. funnier because ryan is the anti-sam so i know you got any birthday wishes for ryan fuck no <laughs> i don't care look the funniest part about ryan is when he tries to disassociate himself from from the people that we actually like the people that act how people think Ryan acts 
he's quick to try to disassociate himself <laughs> from in the heat of the moment. But leading up to to said heat, he's he's cool, man. Like stop, stop it, stop. But he knows they, they jump on anything with this and calls him racist. So I'm like, yeah, man. because because he jumps in and he doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't do a good job of of portraying himself as not racist until somebody drops that he is racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and doesn't, then he doesn't and see the sign. And it is every different variation of I have plenty of black friends that he can come up with without saying I have plenty of black friends. Well, I think he does, but produce an interracial, uh, a biracial child, Ryan, and people <laughs> that's what stop we need. calling you racist. A biracial child. That's a lot. Period. That's a lot. And it's from that you know time water area. It's hard to avoid black people. I don't time. give a damn. Time water people be still racist. Some of them do. Some well, of them time water, time water, and Richmond are just two two different variations of redlining. That's all it is. <laughs> Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday, Ryan. Uh, I thought one of the funnier posts of the week, uh, Maurice Anthony, he did the post where he had the Hulk Hogan meme, where Hulk Maurice Hogan is about to write NWO, but. The snapshot happens when he's writing the N and then the line for the W could be an I and it looks like he's writing Negro or nickel. Uh, but I, I love the humor that Maurice had. Who are you rooting for in the finals? Um, I'm rooting for Jason Tatum, but I can't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, to, to, to do the things that the Celtics did as an organization, make the changes that they made and not give up on this core, to have them win a finals would be icing on the cake. Also, considering how the Celtics um, work in the 21st century, if they win a finals now, they won't win again for another 15, 20 years. So that would be great. Uh, but again, we are watching one of the best dynasties of the modern era, um, some a group of guys who deserve more credit as um, a core foundation than I think they get in Steph, Clay, and Draymond, even though Draymond isn't, you know, contributing, but so much, you know, it's still, it's still their core and it's working. Um, I love what I see out of the Warriors. Again, it's really a good brand of basketball um, to watch. And when they play defense and they turn it on and the offense is clicking they truly are a great team. So it's it's the David versus the live to some sense. So I'm I'm rooting for David. Yeah, I, I guess I'm rooting for the Celtics. I mean, it's so the Warriors are so likable. So it's not like I hate anybody and I like Clay and Draymond's annoying, but he's still, you know, he gets it done even the way he came out. He set the tone. He was real feisty. He was annoying. Should have got a second tech, but we won't get there. Yeah, well, he should always get a second tech. He was obnoxious, but that's what Draymond does. I do think as long as we keep him in perspective that he's a role player, I have no problem with Draymond. But when people start acting like he's more than a role player, then I have a problem. But we had uh, right after our podcast last week, we had uh, Draymond, who has the talk show on the Colin Cowherd um, podcast network called The Volume. He said that Steph got double teamed probably seven times the amount KD did in a given series. And KD responds, from my view of this, from my view of it, this is false. Now, for he, to say from my view of it is kind of weird. Just say it's false. But on some, well, in some ways they had a, an advantage because, or, or Curry has an advantage because on the pick and roll, people just trap the pick and roll to get the ball out of Steph's hand. But you've documented this and said this many times. 
when they played through Steph and they moved the ball, they were a better team. And you can have Durant hit the tough shots. But Durant was a ball stopper. Not going to say they were better without him, but he was a ball stopper. The ultimate ball stopper. Uh, and don't even get me started on his OKC days. <laughs> between, between him and, uh, and Westbrook, it definitely won't know passing getting done. I mean, as a, as a gambler, I know for a fact he was a ball stopper. Um, and then as a, a person watching the game as a, you know, not a fan, but just watching the game of basketball, my Warriors teams that I saw when they beat LeBron and then they lost to LeBron just were way more fluid offensively and even on defense um, than when Durant got put into place. Now, what Durant did do, his defense did come along a little quicker than his offense with as in regards to playing in the system, but there was plenty of times where guys were visibly frustrated, mainly Clay and Draymond, that they were not getting the ball back. Like, this is the most unselfish team in basketball. You just give the ball to somebody, move to your spot, they're going to get you the ball back. Um, I don't I don't know if Durant's uh, – what did he say in his from his point of view or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it's from not like he's Obi-Wan from a certain point of view. Yeah, well, from his point of view, it, it probably is false because he typically held the ball to the last three seconds and everybody converged on him when he was shooting. <laughs> so he, doesn't pay, he wasn't paying attention to the first, I don't know, 20 seconds of the ball moving around. Um, it, it's still amazing. They were so talented that they won despite that that visible crutch in some aspect. And I know some people are going to think it's crazy because they all average 20 some points a game, yada, yada, yada. But the fluidity of that system was not the same with Kevin Durant in there. And um, Draymond said it best. They can win without him to some degree. They can. Um, they wouldn't have beat a LeBron James, the prime LeBron James that was beast mode. They couldn't beat somebody like that without Kevin Durant. But they could get by, I think, other people. Had they been healthy, I think they would have got by uh, the Raptors team as well. So, um, to, like I said, to some degree, there's some truth to what Draymond said. And then to some degree, there's some truth to how Kevin Durant feels about this. Seven times is kind of it's an exaggeration for sure. I find Ryan Sullivan today. Not my boy. That's a saltine I like. You leave Sully alone. He is you, good. He's you fine, leave Sully but man, Sullivan, he just right. finds you because you, you and I are friends. They really think that people are out to get Boston. I don't know how <laughs> Boston won, what, 17 championships? And, yeah. and the Red Sox win now. Uh, uh, but somebody's always out to get – it's like a Duke fan complaining about calls, man. I do love it, though. You're right. It goes cross sports, too, because he says that shit in football, too. Don't like to. <laughs> Y'all cry about every call. And you like the most successful franchise. You get so Literally. many breaks. Basketball refereeing is always inconsistent. You're Title Town 2.0. If, if you want to go conspiracy theory, then you say it's fixed, so they want to keep the games close, which is part of the NBA, if that's the case, after all this time. Or you want to say it's just, it, I mean, it's a quick, it's like the fast, it's not the fast. You know, it's the fastest sport in which a referee has to make a decision because mm-hmm. because of, of the fouls, and it's so subjective. So you're gonna get a little inconsistency, and just and you know they say they'll say, "Oh, it's inconsistent," but I've yet to hear them say that's actually a bad call. They'll say, "Oh, so and so got so many more shots than we did," or "Oh, this," or they didn't call it on the other end. Was it a foul? 
Like, that's what I want to know. Was it a foul? Then if the answer is yes, shut up. Let's keep it a buck, man. The NBA has, you know, we just talked about pathology earlier in the show. The NBA has pathology when it comes to fixing games or, or shady behavior. There's always a point person. That point person right now is Scott Foster. If Scott <laughs> Foster wasn't in the, involved in the game last night, then it's just officiating, just being a little inconsistent or however you want to put it. But there's no conspiracy without a point person in the NBA. What was the guy uh, in between Donaghy and Scott Foster? Was it Crawford, the old head? Crawford, yeah, the one day. Yeah, there's always, like, these are the names, these are the names of the people that we remember. There's always a point person in the NBA when you're talking about fixing a game or some shady shit going on. And um, like I said, I don't, I get it. They're, they're spoiled. Um, they really want to win. But that's just, historically speaking, that second game, if you steal the first game is usually the game that the road team loses anyway and they got smoked and you didn't good yeah. you don't lose by that much because yeah. of the fouls like yeah. get out of here man but you know they they'll always find an excuse not just ryan specifically just fans that complain about about calls anyway but Leave uh so, alone you fucking bully <laughs> you find kevin nichols or you gave him a flop warning because of <laughs> a, a, a good uh, Floyd versus Roy Jones Jr.'s thread. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. allegedly said uh, Mayweather was the best ever at making money, but look at his highlights and look at mine. You can't pretend it's the same. Hmm. Uh, before you get to that comment, why did you find, do you remember why you gave Kevin a flop warning? I'll explain it easily. You know, the first comment, I asked him to prove to me that he could have this conversation like prove to me that you know enough about boxing to have this conversation and his two main talking points were counter to what's what he supported so i find him i gave him a flop warning it was a good try i said on that thread and that's so hard because those are two of my adult life mm-hmm. so well i guess roy would i was like early adult but i guess so like in my 20s and my 30s those are two boxes we remember so, their primes yeah sure. and we remember their primes yeah. And I and I and I said for both that they did things that I didn't think were possible and that I had never seen before in their primes. However, Floyd never took his eye off the ball. He was mm-hmm. focused every single fight and prepared every single fight to the very end. And you can't say the same thing about Roy. There were times he slipped. There were times he was overconfident. There were times where he would shoot basketball before the fucking fight. Yeah, yeah. So he well, it was like <laughs> yeah, boxing wasn't enough. That's who he was, man. Yeah, that's it was like boxing was. wasn't enough for him. No. And it was what Tarver called him, right? And yeah. so, like, so that's the thing. So maybe if you say those years of Roy's Prime, best thing I've ever seen. But that's not a I, I need more of a sample size. But when I saw Floyd, like the Gotti fight and things like that, and it's so hard because of the weight difference, but that was some of the best stuff I've ever seen outside of heavyweights, but, you know, so it's hard to choose, but, and I'm not even going to go into like Floyd being nearly 40, but just his thirties, you know, everything after the De La Hoya fight, untouchable. So, so, so here's, here's my thing on um, one. I hate the comparison of Floyd and Roy, 
Because, again, like you said, the size difference, man, is just too much. Pound for pound, Roy Jones, to me, is one of the best fighters of all time. If you're talking speed, precision, precision, power in his prime, like, he's literally unmatched pound for pound. Like, there is no flaw in his prime, honestly. Um, From a career-like standpoint, obviously, it would be Floyd. My issue with Kevin and a lot of people who criticize Floyd Mayweather is that they don't acknowledge money. um, They don't acknowledge pretty boy Floyd. They only acknowledge the money Mayweather Floyd. And they typically only acknowledge money Mayweather after, like, uh, or right at the Shane Mosley point of his career. Yeah, I hate when people bring up Shane Mosley. He hurt his hand, maybe, and just kind of hunt and peck. Yeah. That's what he was doing. I hate when people bring up Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley didn't want to fight this man when he was with top rank, when he was uh, with Bob Arum. It was Shane, um, Oscar, Roy, or Floyd. Like, like Floyd was coming up through the ranks at the time, looking to get his name out there, looking to have a big money fight. And he wanted to fight Sugar Shane Mosley in this fool this clown talked about a toothache and there's like legitimate proof i think it was like post-match i think somebody had asked him and he said something about the toothache i'll even post it in the group after this but like take him out the equation um floyd used to fight before he hurt his hands he used to fight yeah and and he had the style that people liked he was exciting and then he became a more technical defensive fighter and he was still effective and prolonged his career. Yeah, smart. I, mean, I didn't always want to see it, but the smart. Idea of prolonged his career. Isn't favorable to casuals. That's what we saw this past weekend with Devin Haney. This guy is he's in the history books. He's one of one of, I think, like nine or something like that, who are undisputed in the modern belt era. There has been a handful of people who have literally put on the title undisputed and people don't respect him because he boxed for 12 rounds he ran is what they said he held bro it was boxing and the other guy didn't understand the spacing and he smothered himself at, at one point Haney wasn't holding this dude ronnie this dude is holding him by the arm swinging him around and trying to hit him and still unable to hit <laughs> this man while he's holding his arm that yeah, is called a sweet sign for nothing yeah that is skill so yeah uh, but in the in the sense of of you know Nichols, I love him to death. But um, in the words of of many African Americans and the great Malcolm X, you're not qualified. Louis Farrakhan said it too. You're not qualified to speak on these things. Next question. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna move on. I've been thinking about this petty or no petty, but I got a platform. <laughs> oh God, so I know this. I, I I I'm gonna go ahead and go all in on this for. Mr. Ashley Smith. And, and that's the thing. It's, I'm big on self-awareness. And it could have just stayed. I tried to hold my peace. It could have stayed. I'm trying to run a business here, trying to keep our all-stars. But so I find Ashley $5 million for being a toxic ass team. And the reason I find Ashley is because on the thread where we're talking about Obi-Wan, now it wasn't on uh, Abbey Sports, which he whined about later. That's how you know you're taking an L. You're like, oh, you're not supposed to be posting it in here. Well, you posted it, and I've done it before. Uh, so he says, so first of all, this lady, I think her name is India. She plays basically an inquisitor, the third sister, I believe they call her. Um, and without spoiling it for you, you know, they're hunting Jedi. That's in the trailer. So it's a black lady. 
she's gotten uh, a lot of racist Instagram, Twitter, whatever uh, messages. So much to the point where I shared the post where the Star Wars accounts on social media basically said there's no place for racism um, in the galaxy. And uh, Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi, he came out against it and everything. Now, that thread was full of saltines on my page, full of saltines making excuses. Kevin, again, Kevin Nichols, the irony of his last name. Kevin Nichols said, I didn't see anything on the Facebook thread. I said, because the article says she's getting the, 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 the racism. So, no, you might not see it on that thread. And a lot of it is because of Twitter and Instagram. But her name is Mois, Moses Ingram. Uh, and let's see. And she even said that, uh, and she kind of made this point. She said, uh, because basically white folks can accept Wookiees and people with three eyes, but they can't accept people of color. And I talked to people, Game of Thrones like that, people too. I said, man, look, y'all got dragons, but you can't have black people. Why does that trigger you? But back to Ashley. Ashley makes the excuse. She's like, she's not even going to be a good guy. She's going to turn. It's a prediction. It doesn't look like it's going to go that way, but that's fine. But, and I said, he said her character's predictable. And I said, well, Star Wars is predictable. Then he says, ain't no way Disney is going to make a person of color a true villain. They definitely going to have her become a Jedi, then her own spinoff. I posted John Carlo Esposito Moff Gideon in the biggest show Star Wars has ever had still, even though Obi might surpass it, but still the show that has made the most money and the show that has been the most watched is the Mandalorian. And the main villain of the Mandalorian is a person of color. I guess he, I think he's like, you know, like a black Latina, like Latin person or whatever. I don't know his ethnicity, but it is a person of color. Um, before I go off, what's your, what are your thoughts on that, man? Um, my thoughts on that is um, <laughs> it's too easy, but you would expect uh, Ashley to to overlook some of the details there. Um, there's one thing I've learned, and I'm not trying to rant on it, but it's obvious that both sides like to cry foul about everything. They just want to play the victim or, or get that, ha, I told you in or something like that. And sometimes they get egg in their face in the process of that. It's typically a liberal thing, but this time it called a conservative, so it's kind of funny. And the thing too, the Star, to Star Wars fandom is very toxic, and they don't like. A lot of them don't like. I'm a part of Star Wars fandom, and so are you. But I mean, I'm pretty. I'm like a seven or eight on Star Wars, but I'm not like a Patrick and Callie level. But or I've like read the novels and shit. But I re- I look at everything that comes with TV and the movies, and an Asian woman, you shit on that. You get mad with gay folks. It's modernizing it. When all white men wrote it and all white men were involved in it, that's why you had a lot of that. Now it's more diversity. The the world is more diverse than it was in 1977, 78, 83, whatever, 84. Even for the prequels, the world is more diverse. So why wouldn't you respond? And why would you have a whole galaxy and not see Black people, not see Asian people, not see gay people? It, it, it doesn't make any sense, but they responded negatively to what's his name, John Bodega or whatever, who was in the first one. They played, like, was he Finn? Whatever, the Stormtrooper dude. They responded mm-hmm. negatively to her. They responded, they really dogged the Asian lady 
that was in the, the, the Force Awakens and all that. Now they're dogging this lady. And it's always an excuse for a certain kind of saltine to excuse racism. If you notice, Ashley came to make his little Fox News, Newsmax points about Black people at Disney instead of saying anything about the racism that was occurring against the actress. That's number one why people might think you might have a problem with race or think you might uh, be a little racially biased on that. Two, you had such an agenda that you said Disney won't go all the way with a black villain or a person of color villain when literally the biggest show that you've seen every episode of has a black villain. So Disney's making new shows. And the one show that they did make is a black villain. Well, I guess then they made Obi-Wan too. I mean, they made, uh, what do you call it? Boba Fett, Boba Fett, whatever. I always say his name wrong. Mr. Fett. Yeah. So I barely remember that, but whatever. I don't believe it had the black villain. So then the other show has another black villain as well. And the voice of Darth Vader was James Earl Jones before Disney bought it and still is James Earl Jones, Rogue One. And he was in the last episode, spoiler alert, actively. He was in, well, his voice was Darth Vader. Not that you wouldn't guess that Darth Vader might show up in an Obi show. Um, that's o- that's so- Obi's fault. He better be there. Exactly. So we're not gonna gloss the thing over that is, shit. These people, they want to make every excuse. They want to come up with lame ass agendas. What possessed you to think that Disney won't make what we want to unpack that? What, what why would you say that Disney wouldn't make a villain that's black? And then other people showed him villains that's black. Like the little movie you were watching. What's that called? Um, Princess, and the, the Princess Frog, and the Frog. You got yeah. a, you had a, you got mm-hmm. a uh, God dog. So that, that, that happened. And a five-year-old. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure that it was so old. So I didn't know if he was still watching. If he, oh, no. it's, it's uh, I, you know, I get it. I'm guessing it. Encanto has yeah, got. Encanto, yeah. Encanto has got a person of color. Like just, you're just saying ignorant stuff. And it's so, if I can bring up the biggest villain in the galaxy of the current Star Wars galaxy that they were doing is the villain of the Mandalorian. Like, how could you make a point that dumb? And and like, you're not dumb. So it's got to be some kind of race bias involved because you're not an idiot. And then you want to tag me over and over again. And I try to ignore you, but I'm the one person and you want to meme my face and all that. You come on the show anytime and discuss race if you want, Ashley. But uh, I don't think you would come out on top. You look like an idiot. And instead of just holding the L, you said, oh, I've said this for the fifth or sixth time. Why are you talking? If you What, what is your point? You've already made a fool of yourself. Why would you keep going? That's my thing. The guys don't understand. You did something idiotic. Everybody does it. You said title town. I said, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've done stuff where I was talking to people bad, a bad, about bad grammar and I misspelled something. I did that on a page before or something like that. You, 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 you take L's. I had to take an L about Joe Flacco. I had to take an L about Stafford. It, 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 it happens. But to sit there and keep going and doubling down or whatever, and, and then stalking me and tagging me every five seconds and, and taking my face and memeing it for what? You were the one that was wrong. And 
instead of just dropping the subject, you keep going on that once you cross that racial line where you're basically saying something that a grandpa watching Fox News would say, you lose your credibility. Not saying you're racist, but like everybody else does, but we all have our moments. And what you said was ignorant. It was racially insensitive. It was, it, it was the words of a racist. Not saying you are, but something in there is not right. If you say something that d- fucking dumb, I'm done. Um, so to summarize that, uh, Ashley Smith is why we need to have critical race theory be an actual thing. Uh, in our schools <laughs> not for um, kindergartners yeah but uh maybe high school maybe nah, high school not even not even primarily roasting ashley um this is a, a thing of the past for me um but the idea that white people would get so upset about a fucking fictional world that it, it's got to be so realistic that they got to be racist that's incredible <laughs> absolutely incredible you know the funny thing is they always cry and say, create your own characters, even though, even though you had, when all this cool stuff came out, you didn't put black people in it. But, oh no, don't recreate any of the characters. Don't reimagine them, even though stories over time, they've reimagined stories all the time. The same, It's not the same Cinderella from the very beginning. It's not the same, uh, I don't know, things about Pinocchio, things about everything have changed over time the longer the story is retold but we're not going that but then when there are new characters they shit on them because they but so in the end they aren't comfortable with people of color in their spaces that's the bottom line and it's deeply ingrained and you see people because as Kareem said, white supremacy is the air we breathe. So people might not be racist, but they've, they, they've taken in this culture of white supremacy. So they exhale it from time to time and they don't even realize what, what they do, what they're doing or why they're doing it. And this ain't the Malcolm and Martin podcast, but fuck that. <laughs> oh, Speaking man. of white supremacy, Kyle Rittenhouse said he was going to Texas A&M, but He's going to, uh, where's he going? That that junior college that Cam went to, I think, now. I don't fucking know where he's going. I, I try not to even keep up with that dumb stuff, man. He's, he's a troll, too. Um, but, yeah, um, Aggie said, mm, actually, no, you didn't get in. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. I'm sure he can start a GoFundMe or, or um, Tucker. You made enough money off those dumb saltines. Tucker, Tucker Carlson will pay for it. It's yeah, fun. probably. It's fun. I think we've hit everything. This one's going to be hot off the press. Got to make some friends with this one. Um, you got anything else? Um, be on the lookout for the MLB show. I know you punks don't really care about it, but you do actually care about it because every time we post something, you always got to comment that you don't watch this crap. It's boring, but yet you are on every post. So you got to be a fan. If you're on the post, um, also be on the lookout. This is our second week for the NFL show. We are going to also start college football at some point next month with some pregame stuff. Um, and then, you know, early, early, early 
Also be on the lookout. September 10th, I will be live from Texas with more Jeff and Ben posts. Oh, you're going back <laughs> We're going to be Texas, Texas and Alabama. So we are truly going to see slaughter um, of, of some bovine nature. And I will be there live. Alabama? You going to the yeah. Alabama? Yeah, we're going to Alabama, Texas. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. That, that's going to be a, a bad, bad slaughter for them. Can't believe that they want to see that with you. Was it Arkansas last year? Yeah, it was It was at Arkansas last year. Then they got the audacity to invite Bama for a home, home swap. So mm-hmm. next year it's in Tuscaloosa. That's tough. Well, that'll be fun. It's right around the corner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the commission for Actively Lazy. We're just asking you. You got a minute, fam. 